I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating all my time spent, letting niggas know. Billion dollar, billion dollar. Hey yo, what is going on? Welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor. I spent the last eight years of my life studying mindset of elite performers and applying those lessons to my own life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing exactly what I want to do in all areas of life. So I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me, and in my search for those answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share that valuable advice that I was receiving from successful entrepreneurs investors and world-class athletes so thank you all for tuning in this show is for free and my guests do give their precious time to be here so i do ask for something in exchange to show our thanks i ask that the price of admission be you share this if you get any value you go onto your social media you share it with your friends you share it with your family you share it with your co-workers you share it with people in the streets look my goal is to influence 1 million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential and i can't do that alone you are in for such a treat with today's episode i did with robert sislow i mean oh my god talking to this guy it was so much fun I felt like I was talking to somebody that knew exactly how I think. And he brings such a level of ethics to such a crazy industry like marketing and advertising. You just don't expect it from a guy like him who's doing seven plus figures. He's worked with the greats. He's out there living in Miami. And from his Instagram, you would think this man doesn't really care about this personal development stuff. And he doesn't care about his clients. But then you sit and you talk to him and you realize, wow, he might care about you even more than you care about yourself. That's how deep it got. So I really want you guys to sit back, listen to this episode once and just soak it all in and then come back and listen to it again with a pen in hand and paper in front of you so that you can take notes because it gets real. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and today my guest is internationally renowned creative genius, Robert Sislow. He is a leading content creator for the world's best brands, such as Yellow Pages, Petrodactyl Helicopters, and NBC Universal, to name a few. He's been featured in USA Today, Fox News, and is ranked one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020 by Yahoo Finance. Robert has spent the last 17 years honing his skills as a content creator, storyteller, brand designer, video editor, cinematographer, product creator, and distributor. His resume is as long as his videos are captivating. Having worked with and around so many entrepreneurs for the previous six years, Robert has finally decided it was time to develop his own company and is helping people in all the ways he's always aspired to do. In 2020, he started Cislo Ventures, and during a global pandemic, he broke seven figures. Robert is looking to bring a different approach to marketing. And after spending a few hours talking to him over the weekend, I see that he truly does care about people and service. So I'm beyond excited to introduce you all to Robert Sislow. Robert, brother, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Man, that was the one of the best intros I think I've ever had. That was awesome. Thank you for that. <laughs> Hey, I'm listening to you talk. I'm like, wow, I did do all that. I did do all that. I did do, <laughs> you know, so it, it catches up with you. But yeah, man, thank you so much for having me. This is uh, super exciting. I love connecting with new people and uh, being exposed to different viewpoints and audiences. So my my honor to be here with you, my friend. 
Man, I appreciate having you. Yeah, honestly, like I had no idea I was going to meet you over the weekend. That Clubhouse app, like we were talking about before, it's just bonkers what it's doing right now, how many people it's connecting. So I am grateful to have met you over the weekend and to get to know you a little bit. And I'm excited to share your story today. So yeah, yeah. You know, I do want to take it to the beginning of your story because you did start to tell us a little bit about it during the weekend and it truly is an inspiring journey. So, I mean, people could go on your Instagram today and they see this picture of somebody that's crazy and wildly successful, having a great time with life, doing big things. But can you tell us where you were before you found this industry? Man, I mean, I was, so I've always been interested in film and um, production and that kind of thing. And I started probably when I was about 14 years old, we had a, we had a little like media department in my, in my high school and they had a little news program in the morning and I had a project we had to do and I, and I sent the project to these guys to edit and I watched them put it together and I said, wow, that's really interesting. I want to learn how to do that. And that was really where I just dove deep on uh, being creative and experimenting with music and sound and everything that I know is 100% self-taught. There was no formal education, formal training or anything. I just kept experimenting with, you know, sounds, colors, videos, editing. Like I didn't have a camera, but I would download (laughs) at that time, you could download different movies and things like that. And I'd recut them up and, you know, intercut other people's, you know, lines to tell a story. So that's really how, how I got started, but I never really took it. I, I wanted to take it seriously. Um, but, you know, I, I had a really rough, I had a rough probably 10 years there. You know, my parents got divorced when I was 15. That really messed me up. Uh, lost my, you know, my dad just completely disappeared from the picture and things didn't go very well with my mom. She was struggling with that whole situation. And I was just this confused, lost guy who had no guidance, no direction, and, and really was just grasping for something. I was, I was, I needed something that was a foundation or a runway. And I spent the next from about 15 to 25. That that whole 10-year period was probably one of the toughest in my whole life. You know, people went away to college. I didn't even know about going away to college. So I went to community college and I hated it. Um, but I did get an internship in New York City from South Jersey. I'm from Jersey originally. And, um, you know, I was, I, was, I was commuting to New York. I don't know how I did that. I didn't have any money. And they didn't pay me for the internship. But, um, yeah, I was this young kid in New York working for this pretty big filmmaker. And, um, you know, I learned a lot about the industry there. And I, I spent a lot of time trying to penetrate that industry. And it just didn't really happen. Um, so around 2008, things got pretty bad for me in college. I was just like, why am I here? Like I, none of this is applicable to what I want to do right now. I didn't, I was good. I was a straight A student, super high 4.0 GPA, like smart guy, uh, but found no relevance to what I was learning. And, um, at that time in 2008, uh, films, the film industry moved to New Mexico And you probably remember that time we had Breaking Bad happen. Thor was going on. There were a lot of big movies being filmed there. And my uncle lived there and he was like, hey, why don't you come out here? The whole film industry's here. Like, just come and see if you can get work. And so I did that. I packed up, left, just dropped out of college, left everybody, moved to New Mexico. A lot of people hated me for doing that. And by the way, I've done that four times in my life so far. And it's paid. it, it, it was the next step to get to where I was. So um, I know I'm going kind of in depth here, but 
the uh, so so I was in New Mexico and I still couldn't really penetrate the industry. But what did happen was um, I I found a company online. They were called uh, Turn Here, and it was a travel destination company that produced content for different restaurants, hotels, and things like that. This was like when YouTube was like really starting to become something. And um, so I just applied and I said, whatever, you know, let me just see what happens. And they, I was the only guy in the whole state of New Mexico because they hired local filmmakers through the company. And um, they're like, yeah, well, why don't you, we'll work for you. It was cheap. Like they were paying me $225 to go shoot a video for a restaurant, edit it, turn it around in 24 hours and get it up. And so that's when I really started to build my portfolio. Like I went from no, no experience uh, with marketing and advertising to I did a hundred videos in the span of like 90 days, Wow! which is, which by the contrary, you know, you got guys that go to film school and all that. And I'm not knocking film school or anything, but I mean, I studied that and I did that and I was, you don't make anything. You just analyze 1930s German film filmmaking, which is cool. I like that, but that has no relevance for me today. It could inspire you. But so I just went and I built my portfolio. I didn't even make a lot of money doing it. I just kept building, kept building it. I was in college at the time, um, dropped out and uh, was really struggling with my uncle. I remember him and I were managing apartment complexes. Like we were the guys living there doing all the maintenance work. So I was cutting grass, trimming the hedges, fixing the toilets, painting, doing all this. And, and, and one day I finally was just like, dude, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. I just don't. I, I don't want to be that guy. I got so much more that I could do. So um, went back to school, reapplied, went back in, studied a little bit, dropped out again <laughs> three times. And um, I never went back after that. And, you know, was in a relationship, ended up moving to uh, Los Angeles where I was like, okay, let's see what we could do. Here we go. And it just totally failed. You know, I, here I am big city. I have no experience. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything about anything. And, um, this relationship I was in went super South, like just dangerously South. And it messed me up, um, so bad that I was just emotionally distressed. I was, you know, it was domestic violence, but inverted where it was done to me and there's no support for that. And nobody could help me with it. And I ended up homeless on the street because I was just going insane. I mean, I had, I had that relationship, which was crazy. And then my family was crazy and I didn't have, there was nothing you're just surrounded by insanity. And the whole time I'm like, dude, am I, I, I felt like I was nuts, but I would just see, you know, behaviors that people were doing. And I'm like, this cannot be okay. This just can't, but they're making me wrong for being what I deem sane. And so anyway, so I left and I was on the street, homeless, Los Angeles. Now I'm, now I'm sleeping in the backseat of my car, lost everything. I only have like my suitcase and stuff. And I had an apartment there um, <laughs> and I dropped out of that. I mean, it, it's crazy where this thing goes and um, ended up sleeping in the back street behind the complex because it was the safest neighborhood I knew where to sleep. So I was sleeping in my car. Um, fast tracking that, I reached out to a few groups for support, for like emotional support, just to try to help me navigate this. Like all I was thinking about was, dude, I just got to get my head right. I'm so messed up right now. Not up is down, down is up, left is right, right is left, like nothing made sense. And it was, it was scary, but I held on to just this core belief of just keep moving, just keep reaching to the next thing. 
you're ready. I mean, we're, the next step is death at this point, right? Right. So, so it was just reaching to the next thing. So I reached out to this group and they were like, hey, look, I spoke to this woman. She really helped me out, kind of grounded me a little bit. And, and I didn't know this, but she was in Trinidad and Tobago, which is on the other side of the world near South America. And she goes, well, why don't you come down here? You can work here for a little bit, get, get a change of environment, and we'll pay you to do stuff. I was like, you know, whatever. At this point, it's the better than sleeping in my car. So sold my car for 300 bucks, um, took my suitcase, my camera, which I still have, and flew halfway across the world with a one-way ticket and um, got to Trinidad and Tobago, which is third world country. Like that is not, that is not easy living down there. And I wasn't in the nice part either. I was right in the, right in it. I was there. And, um, you know, it was interesting because it, I, what was good about it is that it got me out of the environment. It got me out of all the stuff that was messing me up. And um, that also didn't pan out very well. Wound up homeless again in another country with no money to come home, which is that's really frightening and nobody to call. So um, and I talked about this a little bit. Um, I ended up working with uh, the girl, my, this girl I was friends with at the time had a guy who owned like an electronic store. And I said, dude, I will do whatever, whatever, just, just pay me something. I will, I'll, I'll market, I'll build graphics. I didn't know how to do it at the time, by the way, about graphics and social media. I just like, I'll figure it out. Just pay me. Like I will just commit and make it work. So I studied, 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 learned, observed, built this guy's thing up, started making money, visa expired. He sent me to Miami and um, for a job, which didn't happen, but I, I continued to work for him. And as exchange, he kind of helped me get settled here. So I lived in a hostel in South Beach for about three months on $100 a week. Like this, this is all within a span of two and a half years. This is what this is what my life was like straight nonstop. So no money sleeping on hardwood floors, <laughs> sleeping in a room with six other people like everybody's coming down all happy. It's Miami, man, let's go party. And I'm there like, I live here. Like this is my this is my bunk bed. And uh, you don't know that, but uh, this is my, this is all I got right now, you know? And um, so it, it was really tough to, it, what, the weirdest thing was coming back from that country, back to the United States, knowing you're flat broke, you don't have anywhere to go, you have no money. It's like, it's like when, it, when, when uh, somebody comes to the United States for the first time, escaping something and they don't have anything. But I was an American <laughs> yeah. going through that. So, and that's really, that's really what happened. It was just from that point, it has just been climb after climb after climb after climb. Worked at Banana Republic, hated that. And then um, was going to go work at Best Buy. But then I went to the beach one day and I just said, you know what? I'm tired of it. Like, I got to take control of this now. I want to do exactly this. And then I got the job with um, Cardone uh, making content. And that's where it all started to come to play because I had the skill set to produce content. I had the skills. Like I knew how to do that. I didn't know anything about business. And I didn't know anything about sales and working there brought all that together. And I became one of the top sales producers in that organization, built an ad agency that didn't exist. I was very grateful because they gave me a lot of free reign because I could bring money in. And then, um, I, I mean, I, I spent so much money um, on personal development from that point forward. I just started investing. Like a lot of people were buying, you know, investing in real estate. I was like, I need to be mentally strong. I don't ever want to go backwards again. I want to be in full control. I want to know how to read people. I want to be better at anything else than anyone and be able to accelerate faster. And I spent all, all basically all my salary on that. 
which prepared me for where we are today. And um, so I left two years ago. And, and again, like talk about trials, tribulations, leaving situations. I mean, I did not have any support for going out on my own. I had the girl that was I was dating at the time really helped me through that whole thing. But there wasn't a lot of like, dude, that's good. You should do that. I, I got I didn't get any of that. I got you're crazy. You're nuts. What are you doing? That is such a good position. You're out of your mind. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not mine. It's not mine. It, it, I don't own it. It's it's um, and people are like, well, you could have been a partner. I'm like, yeah, but it's still not mine. And there was something very inspiring about being around all these entrepreneurs that I fell in love with is that they built something themselves and it was their baby. And they did the blood, the sweat, the tears, the, the pain to make that happen. And I wanted to do that. So going out on my own, I fully knew it could fail. I fully knew I could run out of money, which I did by the way, within the first three months. And, um, and yeah, I mean, and I had a non-compete as well. So I couldn't sell any of the things that I was selling. So what do you do? So I had two business ventures, they failed. Um, again, wrong people, you know, it's so imperative, the people that you surround yourself with, you know, and, and look, it doesn't even like, like people talk about rich, like get around rich people. It's not even that. Cause I know rich people that are terrible people to be around that harm you, you know? So it's more about who's on the team. And, um, when I got certain and just said, I'm going to do it my way, that's when we took off. And that's how we did the whole the seven figure scaling thing. And you know, thrive through an economic crisis. So the non-compete goes up in December of last year. I get two great months, country shuts down. And I'm like 90 days into my first year in business. And it's like, you can't leave your house. And I was doing Zoom calls from home already. I was already doing everything from home. And it was kind of funny because people were like, what do we do? We're home, we have Zoom calls. I'm like, I've been kind of doing this for 90 days already. Like, so I just accelerated and used that momentum. But um, that's, here we are today, January 4th. You and I met on Clubhouse over the weekend and we're doing a podcast interview. And I know that was a lot, but that's the that's from then to then. That's wow. that's that's 16 years of insanity. <laughs> Robert, holy cow, man. Like honestly, I like I don't get goosebumps like this crazy this often, man, because like you just hit home on so many different topics. So first off, thank you for sharing that story. And seriously, thank you for going into depth. And really give yeah. them a full picture. I mean, that's the whole point of the podcast, right? It's not yeah. the Instagram 15 or 60 second clip. It's not YouTube where people just want to be fully just blastered with entertainment. Like it's people want the real deal. People want that real story. And that was so effing real, man. Like, honestly, if you're not on stage inspiring people within the next few years, or if, I don't know, you're maybe already doing it. I have, I've, I've done a few. I had a whole bunch booked before uh, the yeah. virus thing happened. But yeah, man, I mean, it is real. And it was painful. That was not unicorns and roses. Like people saw me have this amazing lifestyle living on the ocean. I mean, they don't have all that I had now. And they're like, wow, that guy must be happy. I was miserable. I was crying every night. I was so distraught because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing, you know? Right. And you know, like, that's the part though. Like, and that's like, you know, like that's why you're such a perfect guest for this show because it's like, it's into the mind, right? It's mm -hmm. diving deeper behind what we're seeing on the surface, because that's the truth. Really. When you dive deep, a lot of the times when we look at folks that have massive amounts of success, there's usually something behind it that people aren't acknowledging. So when people say, man, I want that. It's like, well, if you wanted it, you would go and get it because that person that has it, they paid a price. Everything has a price. Right. And you're not willing to pay the price. You don't get to play. It's right. that simple. You know, and like, I freaking love that you said 
every dollar you got afterwards went into self-development, right? Because mm -hmm. that's huge. You are your number one investment. And a lot of people, they say it, but they don't really mean it, right? Your mm -hmm. actions proved it. Taking that money, because I believe I invest in myself as well. And sometimes I'm like, am I stupid? Like, I don't have this money to be spending. But you know what? It's worth it. It truly is worth it. Because when you're in control of yourself, that's a whole nother game to play. And then you're right. When you are the only one thinking one way and the rest of your world, the rest of your environment is essentially almost trying to convince you that you're crazy. That's a scary place to be. It's a lonely place to be. And a lot mm -hmm. of people don't know that others think like them right so it's not until you get out and you share your story that someone else is able to say like oh my god i don't know who this robert dude is but like holy crap like he literally thinks like me like oh my god like i'm not alone like that's yeah. powerful yeah it is and um it's it is lonely it is i mean i'm not gonna lie it's lonely like i mean it, people i was talking to one of my clients today and they're like man we want to have a baller lifestyle like you like I live on the ocean. Like I'm literally, I can see the ocean right here. I literally go down the backyard and my, my backyard's an ocean. I've got a staff of seven people, you know, it's, and we're making incredible amounts of money, but it's lonely because I know that in order to go where I need to go, I have to be willing to go down a road that not everybody else is going to go down. And that's the only, that's the major difference is just walking the road that, you know, you should be walking and be willing to disconnect from people. That's it, you know, and most people are like, oh, well, that person's a friend of mine and they've been with me for so long. I mean, dude, I've cut people out left and right because it's like, dude, you're, you, that is so not an ethical thing that you're doing right now or it's not healthy and you have to, you got to put your foot down and, and, and run down that, down that path. Yeah, man. I mean, that's big. And it makes sense why you were inspired by the entrepreneurs you were around, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the entrepreneurial path. That's the entrepreneurial journey. It's ultimately becoming a visionary, becoming a creator of your life, not just a content creator, but a creator of your own situation and your own circumstance. And that oftentimes, almost always, I haven't seen it once where it meant bringing the entire group with you. It oftentimes means walking alone into the darkness for a bit, until you make it to the other side and then people can see the path that you laid for them. But ultimately you still had to be the first one to go through the door. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, I hear other entrepreneurs, some guys go out and they'll be like, man, you know, being an entrepreneur and creating a business is so hard. It's excruciating. It's this, it's that. It, it, and, and I'll tell you something. Was it tough? Yeah. Was it hard? Yeah. But, but I don't, the way that that was conveyed that I've heard some people say, I almost am like, that's almost a discouragement to some people because I already knew I was like, it could be bad. It could go rough. I could lose all my money. It could go this, but it could also be successful. It could also just work. It could also be easier than I thought. If I just do all the work ethic, it could just work. And to be honest with you, that's really the majority of how it went. There were some road bumps and some difficult moments, but overall, it just worked. And I put in that effort. And that's what I mean about the personal development thing. Like I invested so much to be able to withstand that, you know, that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I need to be able to withstand things. Like even with the, the whole COVID situation and the country shutting down, you know how I looked at it? I was like, okay, all right. Well, that's just another road bump that I have to overcome. I've already overcome homelessness. I've overcome abuse. I've overcome being treated, disrespected, bashed, beaten up, not paid fairly, whatever. I've been through all that already. Let's just do it again. 
because there is no, there is no, to, to me, there's no like uh, golden sunshine, spring field, fairies flying around, you know, like I haven't seen that. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you create that yourself, but yeah. you just have, you just have the mindset to, to just say, okay, let's just confront it. Let's deal with it. We'll move through it. And welcome to business because that's what it is every day. You know? It, oh my God. You're, you're spot on with that. And that's why I think mindset is such the fundamental factor when everyone's always looking for the tactics, it really is tactically. It's you first, right? Because without having you right nothing else truly works. I mean, this morning I got uh, woken up a little after midnight with uh, one of the tenants, the water heater broke, basement's flooding, everything's a mess. She's panicking. She's freaking out over the phone. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, let's get up. Let's go. And it was so cool to see what happened. A smile actually came on my face. And I said, well, fuck yeah. Like, let's go solve a problem. And That's it was right. the thing. I spent four or three and a half hours this morning, all through the morning, just cleaning up a soaking floor, unplugging like a water heater, just stupidness. But hey, you signed up for that though, man. Like that's it. We signed up for that, you know, and that's, that's it. And it's fun. It's like, and when you can treat it like a game, you treat it like a game. That's all it is. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Dude, exactly. Gamifying it. So, you know, man, well, that's crazy. We went pretty deep on just your background story, but there's so much there, which I truly do appreciate. Um, you know, one thing that I remember you said over the weekend was actually the work never stops, right? No matter what level you get to, the work doesn't ever stop. I think some people have it in their head that, okay, after you reach a certain level of success, right, you make a hundred thousand or you make a million or whatever, at some point you can now bow out. Is that the case or what's it really like? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't stop. Um, it just changes. It becomes a different thing. I mean, I remember there's a few things that happen. You, well, at least that happened with me. I remember it was just me there for a while at the beginning. And I, I remember when I made my monthly paycheck in like, uh, I think I did it in like two days and I was like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> and now that's, I mean, that's exponentially grown. But the thing that happens is, is that at the beginning, for me, it was a lot of work. I was doing everything. I was building the websites. I was doing the videos. I was training the people. I was making the sales calls. I was the accountant. I was the marketer. I was the promoter. I was everything. Again, but going back to setting up your mindset, I was prepared for that. I knew I was going to have to do it. But what happens is, is that I kept growing, growing, stacking the money, stacking the money. And then it was like, okay, I need to hire somebody to help me with just organization so that my mind doesn't blow up. You know, like my, my guy, my guy, Damon, he's been with me for a year. And the first thing he said when he walked in the first day was, how do you keep track of everything? And I said, it's all up here. He's like, okay, we need to solve that problem right now. And so, cause you can't scale that. Yeah. Um, and then it went further. It was like, okay, I need video producers. Okay. I need web designers. Okay. I need graphic designers. Okay. I need another salesperson. So, so, but then what happens is, is you free up your time to do more sales but now you also got to be responsible for all these people, you know, like I got to make sure this guy knows what he's doing. This is doing, this is quality check. This is controlled. It just changes. You know what I mean? I got to make sure we're making sales, we're marketing, the leads are coming in. And I mean, I've heard entrepreneurs say, man, I wanted a business that I didn't have to be a part of. I'm like, I don't even know how that makes sense. Like, unless you're just invested in the business and you're passive on that, then everything else involves you. You know, like it's an, it's, it is an extension of who you are. So that statement's not true. I don't think it doesn't right. logically make sense to me. 
unless I invested in one and I just don't really have anything to say and somebody else runs it. But for me, the work doesn't stop. There's two points of the month that are very difficult for me. There's two points a month that that's difficult. It's the end of the month to try to close and get all the deals done so you can get your stat up. And then it's the next day when your stat goes to zero and you're like, oh, I only had about 12 hours of happiness. Now I got to start all over again, you know, or even on a week, week, we track weekly statistics on sales. And I'm like, yes, we had a great week and Friday goes into Saturday. And I'm like, got to do it all again. So, and I remember overcoming that, that I was like getting tired a little bit. I was feeling exhausted about that one particular point. Like, man, does it ever stop? And it doesn't, it just becomes bigger. And when you accept that that's just how it is, then it's fun, right? Now I could stop where I am right now and just run the company the way it is and keep it at where it is and be cool, but that's not in my nature, right? So we're going for bigger than that, but no, the work doesn't, the work doesn't ever stop. It does, right. And it shouldn't, because if it stops, you're not creating anymore on it, which means that it won't exist anymore. And that's the thing, right? Because it, it's a forever game, right? And that's mm -hmm. something that I had to learn myself as well, where you start playing this game and you, the idea is you have to keep growing, right? The idea of maintenance, it's an illusion. Maintenance is really just a very slow death. That's all it mm -hmm. is. So oh, I like that. Going, yeah. Yep. We keep going. We keep growing. And at some point you start to recognize like you said, your roles really, it changes, right? Because now your job no longer becomes doing the job, but now it becomes putting the right people in place to do the job, teaching them to do the job, maintaining their capabilities, making sure that they're growing. And that just becomes pretty essentially like a whole new level, right? Yeah, and, and I still do the job. Like I still get in there. I, I still have to create and still like, I like that. That's a choice of mine, but you're absolutely right. You have to you have to, it's duplicating yourself and making sure that, that that's there. I didn't mean to interrupt you on that, but no, I, just, no, no. It's, it, I, I still create, I still do videos. I still build, I still promote, I still do all those things because that is a passion. That's why I got into it. I don't want to lose that, you know, cause it's still fun. Um, but again, you can't scale without, without really making sure that everybody else can do, can do the other assets too, the other parts of that. Yeah. And I mean, that's the hard part. I mean, I've found myself, kind of the other week, actually, maybe about two weeks ago, because I'm building out my own personal business. And this is the furthest I've gotten on my own personal journey of building my own business. And I recognized one day I was having a rough morning, just trying to get everything going. And it's just like, I knew what I should be doing, but just like the energy just wasn't there. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, this cannot be like, this isn't cool. So I had to sit down and really just reflect, right. And just be by myself and just think like, dude, right now you can't stop. Because right now the entire business is you. So you stopping means the business is stopped. And that made me realize, dude, you're doing a terrible job at making this business right now. You're self-employed. You need to create a system where you can go have this moment where you need to sit in the corner for an hour and get yourself right. And your business should still be operating without you. That's what you need to build and just help revamp. And then like what you were saying with that mindset, you know, working on the mindset, it's ultimately what pulls us out of that because it's inevitable, right? We're going to run into these low valleys, into these low points where we're going to be halted entirely. So if we don't set up everything else in our life to keep going forward and give us our time to recuperate and rebuild, we're ultimately setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah, it's true. And, uh, you know, I'm, there are days when it gets really tough and I'll just be like, okay, I'm going for a drive. I'll be back. 
I'll come back in like 30 minutes, give me 40 minutes, or I'll go surf for like 40 minutes. And I'm actually more productive after that because you just you kind of like you ever you pull yourself back together after that situation because it's not it's not all rainbows and unicorns it just isn't and um but again like if you really want to if you really want to grow and you really want to expand you know it, it that comes with the territory but taking care of yourself in that respect is totally something that i it, it's important i spend probably about an hour and a half every day on myself just making between the gym and, and my own personal stuff just making sure that i am keeping track on learning and growing and becoming better. It just, it just has to happen. And I don't even really have the time to do that, but I do it anyway. Right. And you know what, actually, if it's cool with you, I actually want to deep dive that for about two seconds because mm. that's something I think people almost need to be given permission to do. Right. Because I know with the mindset that I had coming conventionally, it felt like those points in a day, right? I was, I'd be very disciplined like yourself. Like I was a straight A student. I can get myself to be disciplined. I can go and do the things. I'm a pretty intelligent guy. However, mm -hmm. when I would be pushing through the day, the morning times always felt really good. Cause I wake up really early and I get my mind right before starting the day by about two o'clock, three o'clock, I'm starting to get burnt out, but I would push through. I would tell myself, well, you know what you said, you were going to put in the hours, put in the hours. What I found was, well, you know what, if I actually step away, Right. And I go and maybe take a walk or I go and play or I go ride my skateboard. I go do something. And then yeah. I go back, although I lost an hour, I now gained productivity in the back hours afterwards. And it felt like I was like, am I just goofing off? Am I just wasting time? And, but now I'm realizing, no, this is actually more efficient. This is actually a way more efficient productivity. It is. It is because you're, 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 you're allowing yourself to just, like you can't do much if you're getting all solid and hard on something. Like it just becomes like, if it's that much effort, like something's wrong, right? And I mean, I'm not a morning guy. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I don't get up at 5 a.m. I don't get up at 6 a.m. I get up at around 7.30 every day. That's about when I get up, but I, but I work late. So I guess it's kind of comparable, I don't know. But um, I, I'm, not, I'm not a 5 a.m. guy. And I hear people say, dude, get up at 5 a.m. I'm like, okay, you get up at 5 a.m. and go to, eight, go to bed at 8. I get up at 7, 38 o'clock, and I work till 11, 12 o'clock at night. It's six, one half dozen of another. It's the same amount of productivity. What I do efficiently, though, is that I condense time very well, and I get things done very efficiently right then, right there, get it done fast, just knock out the to-do list, knock out the goals, battle plan right away, and then everything else just becomes a lot easier, right? So, so for me... You know, if I need a moment to just detach, which I do, I detach and then I come back and I'm five times more productive, you know, so you're right on the money. It is not a waste of time to go ride a skateboard for an hour after you've been cranking all day. It, it gives you energy back. You're like, and besides, what's the point of running a business if you can't have fun every so often? Like, that's also the reason why you do it, right? You got the business going. Even when it was just me, I would still do that. I'd be like, okay, let me just go take 30, 40 minutes fine, come back and push through because sometimes pushing through can cause more damage and sloppier work and worse results than anything else. So, you know, I, I, this is what I mean about and what I do with my business when people talk about marketing and promotions, like, what are you actually saying? You're telling people to push through, you could actually kill them, hurt them, do, do something way worse than, than anything else. You know, it's also when people say, hey, go get attention. I'm like, well, what's that mean? You know, what do you mean by go get attention? Do I have to set bombs off? Do I need to like jump off the roof of my building on fire? What, what does that mean? You know, so, so, so it's, it's, I agree with you. It's, if you need, if you feel like you need permission, 
to go do something for 40 minutes during the day while you're busting, you know what, trying to make things go right, go do it because you'll be way more productive when you come back. Man, that's big. So seriously, guys, if you're listening, I hope like you're really getting an understanding of how and who Robert is and listening to the mindset behind this man, because it's a freaking awesome mindset. It really, it's one that's been through a lot. It's one that's thought and reflected on his own situation, on his, just his entire everything. And that's something rare to find, especially from somebody in your industry where you're marketing and essentially you're your job is to almost sell a dream. It's to sell a vision, to sell an idea, right? So it's always nice to know that the idea, the vision has depth, right? It's not just a surface level piece of work that's getting you to catch on another shiny object that's leading you down a rabbit hole nowhere, but this one actually goes deep. And that's one thing that really like I resonated with when I heard you speak over the weekend. You said that, you know, when you bring on a client, right? And a client says that they want this, this, and this, you really stop them right there where most people would just say, okay, and to start producing it for them. You actually say, well, what's the purpose, right? What's the meaning? What's the message? Do you yourself even understand truly what you're trying to convey? So can you talk about that a little bit? Because that like that hit home for me. Yeah. I mean, because what typically happens is, is you get people that they have an idea, but it's almost like a borrowed idea. And it's, it's, and I'm not saying this to be rude or invalidating or anything like that. It's just not their own idea. It's, they think they want to do this, but they have something else that they're trying to communicate, but they're using somebody else's model to try to get that done. So I break that. I'm like, who and what and why are you doing this? And I challenge, I'm like, somebody will say like, uh, I'll give you an example. We had a client who they do real estate. Um, they're realtors down here in Miami. And I said, okay, so, so, so why would I want to do business with you? And they said, well, you know, we're one of the most transparent, we're the most honest, we're the most authentic, you know, real estate brokerage office here in Miami in South Florida. And I said, great. What does that mean? Nothing. Or, okay. All right. Let's, let's break it down. You said you wanted to be the most, you, you are the most transparent. What does that mean? nothing see this is what people do they take the terms and it sounds great but you got to go deeper than that like transparency i should just be able to observe it you shouldn't have to tell me that you shouldn't have to tell me you're number one you shouldn't have to tell me that you're authentic you shouldn't have to say any of those things i should just be able to see it but if you want to tell me that you're transparent you got to back that up with like 12 different reasons why you're transparent not just say that you're transparent you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about, right? Couldn't that goes for any industry. Just think for a second, automotive dealerships, transparent pricing. The hell does that mean? What do you mean transparent pricing? Because when I look at your ads, it says that I need $3,000 down in order to get that payment per month. Oh, but by the way, there's also the fact that credit's involved in that, but you didn't say that in the advertisement because you're making me walk in here with the idea that I'm about to spend $197 a month on that Honda Accord but you're actually telling me that my credit is below that, which means my payment's gonna be probably closer to 395, but I don't wanna put a lot, see, so this is what I mean. Transparency would be, look, you wanna to get to this price? Here's where you need to be. This is what you want, this is where your credit score's gotta be. You know, that's transparency to me. And what's wrong with saying that? It's gonna happen anyway. When you go, it's, you're gonna sit down with the guy in the dealership and you're gonna be there for five hours and they're going to go back and forth with you. I'm only using this as an example, but it's the thing that's exactly going to happen anyway. 
should just cut out all that extra time and just tell me like it is. It's okay. Nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to make you wrong. We all struggle with our credit. We work on it. We build it. We repair it. We fix it. But again, that's what I mean. So when we work with somebody, it's a deep dive, you know, even coaches, you know, you get coaches that come out there and they're like, well, I want to do that. And I said, there's a hundred other people that are already doing that. Why do I want to do it from you? Why would I want to buy from you? No answer. But here's the worst part. And this is where the other side of marketing comes into place. And I hope this is answering your question. People actually buy from these people. And then they're like, coaches are bad. Or people buy from ad agencies and they're like, advertising sucks. Well, gee, it's because the awareness level isn't high enough to really sit down and say, okay, you're telling me this, what's that mean? What's that mean? What's that mean? What's that mean? And if you're not getting the answers that you're looking for, you know, now, now you're really creating a problem. What we do with marketing is I'm solving that problem before you even talk to a customer. All that, all the questions, all the different reasons why you're transparent, all those different things are handled in content creation prior to anybody ever talking to you. And when you do it that way, well, guess what? You've handled pretty much every objection or reason why somebody wouldn't buy. So now if they're inbound, that's an easier deal to do because they're educated. So that's what, that's that mentality because I've taken so many things at face value and every single time I did that, I got beat up, lost, knocked out. You probably have too. My Jersey accent just came out there. But, <laughs> but the thing is, is that I'm trying to, that's what I meant by bringing that ethical thing back to advertising. It's just, okay, cool. You're transparent. How are you transparent? Cool. You're authentic. How are you authentic? Cool. You think you're number one? Why are you number one? And it's okay to say those things. It's just tell me what it is. Yo, Robert, you are a rare breed, man. Like seriously, because, and maybe it's uh, just the world I've been around or the world I've seen or the world I've been introduced to or media or whatever, but you don't get this from a lot of marketers, right? Because in a sense, no. like you're, you're the arms dealer, right? But you're the arms dealer that says, wait, 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 I'm not going to sell to both sides. I'm not going to just throw the weapons out there for it to be like, who's fighting for what? What is this battle for? If the battle isn't going to be used for something productive for the greater good for everybody, you're not getting this. I'm not going to let you touch this or I will actually teach you how to use it. And technically, that's not your job, right? Because that's the approach that so many other people take. Well, you know what? What they do is that at the end of the day, it's not my issue. It's not like their customer. That's their problem. That's between them and the client. Like my job was to create the content, give it to you. You go do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. You know, so that is... I mean, man, that's huge. Nobody uh, talks about it. No. no one talks. No one says anything about what I just said. They just, they go really top level. Um, I mean, I had a guy, he bought this program where they're like, yeah, we'll build a funnel for you. We'll run the ads. We'll do all this stuff. It'll be great. Don't worry about it. He spent like three, three grand on it. And um, he calls me, he saw one of my ads, he calls me up and he says, he's like, man, I just watched your content and it really resonated with me. And I got to tell you something, I bought this package already. And I don't even know what to do with it. They did all this stuff. It's just not working. It doesn't make sense. And I said, well, do you even know what you stand for? Do you even like, like it, it, it's out of gradient. It's out of sequence. You went all the way to leads and you didn't do any of this. See, but most people are like, ah, we don't have to do that. I'll just throw money at it and it'll work. And it's like, not necessarily the case. And I've never seen that happen really effectively. It takes a lot of time. And even these Facebook marketers that are out there that are winning or your cryptocurrency guys or your Forex traders. Look, I did day trading and I can tell you that um, I don't do it anymore, but I can tell you that those guys that are out there showcasing their winning, 
I only, I know what they had to go through to get to where they are, but they're not selling that to you. They're only selling you the final product, but, and that's what advertising is. You're only seeing the dream. Yep. You're not seeing the years it took to build something of reputation, to build something of value, to build something that would actually make an impact. And we want that immediate satisfaction. And unfortunately it doesn't exist. We've talked to real estate brokers who've said, man, give me the Holy grail of advertising. And I'm like, it doesn't exist. There's your Holy grail. I'll tell you what the Holy grail is. It's, it's activity, it's persistence, it's communication. It's, it's nonstop. I mean, I've had, I mean, the mentality of people's crazy. They're like, I don't want to talk to leads. I just want people to come to me. I'm like, what planet do you live on? And where is that planet? Because I want to be there. Because if I'm there, man, I'd be a billionaire, you know? But that's not where we are, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I mean, 100%. It's, you know, it's that consistency showing up over and over, right? The analogy that's really been in my mind a lot recently is this idea of when you go into any city, right? You're from Jersey, so you've seen it between Jersey and New York City. You go there and you see those green fences up around like the work site, right? And yep. it looks like those green fences are there forever, Right. So mm -hmm. just this patch of dirt, you see the tools, you see the machines and just year after year, it's just dirt and machine and dirt and machine and dirt and machine. And then one weekend you go there, you peer through, you know, you see like a little cement floor now and like, oh, OK, you come back the next week and 100 stories are built. And it's like, what the hell? So did a skyscraper get built in one week or was it built in three, four, five years of them laying the foundation, building that thing right, constantly coming, packing it down, making sure it was sturdy? You know, that's the part that nobody is willing to go through. And mm -mm. it's the part that like, it's it's not sexy. Like it really isn't, mm -mm. You know, but it's like, that's the grind. And it's funny because you answered a question I was going to ask, which is, you know, like at what point, because so many people would say like, all right, Robert, like, man, sign me up, get me the leads, get me the deals, bring me the money, you know, but at what point would you say a person, like, what should a person do to be prepared to really capitalize on working with you? Or if they were to come work with you and they're brand new, like, what should the expectation be? I mean, the expectation be is you're going to have to do some work. I'm going to, I'm going to go to bat for you. I'm going to build for you. I mean, you will have me at any hour of the day. You can ask any of my clients, they reach out anytime I'm there. But the expectation is, is that, look, you got to put in the work to build this. If you want to do it right, like people say, I want to build a big brand. I'm like, do you know what that means? Because these guys that built big brands, they are machines and they run and they keep running. They don't, they don't stop. They're always promoting, right? So where do you want to be? Do you want to do a little bit and just do some, lead? like, where do you, and that's where we have those conversations and really identify what that is. But from an expectation standpoint, I mean, look, we can start, we can build, we can, we can, we can do lead gen. I'll tell you exactly what's going to make those leads work better for you. I'll give you the homework. I'll give you the content. I'll train you how to speak. I mean, you'll be fully educated. It's just, are you going to want to put your work in? Are you going to be this kind of lazy advertiser? That's like, just do it all for me. I don't care. You know, and, and, and there has to be a little bit involved. And I'm, I'm not even asking for a lot, just something that can make a difference. So, and, and you got to be prepared because when you come in with me, everything I'm telling you is exactly what I'm doing. It's a process. It's been worked out. It's been codified. It's worked. It gets results. And if you, it's like a sales process, right? Like when you talk to someone, you don't say, hi, give me your credit card. You say hi, and you walk through this process, and then you get the credit card. The same thing exists for advertising. There is a process. You don't just go here to here. There's a run, and you get through this run, 
And it's like, it's, it's like going to the gym halfway through that run. You're really gonna, you're gonna hit that wall and you're gonna say, man, I, I don't wanna do this anymore. And you stop, sorry that I got this light coming in. Or you're going to, you're gonna just back off completely and give up. And that's what most people do with advertising. Man, I'm not seeing the returns. I'm like, you're comparing yourself to people that have built brands over the course of 10 years, five years, six years, eight years. And you don't think they hit this at this at some point where they were like, oh man, I don't think this is going to work anymore. It really comes down to your level of commitment and how big is your purpose, which is what we opened up with. Like, where are you going to go with this? What are you really going to do? Because promotion is going to show you two things. It's going to show you, you really know your stuff and you got a good product, or it's going to show you, you don't know anything and you don't have what it takes to make it. And you got to go back to the drawing board and rework all that. Robert, you are spot on. Honestly, like, I don't know how somebody could not want to work with you after hearing that because it's so it's spot- chat. <laughs> yeah, like at the end of the day, it's just like, yo, what do you want to, what do you want? Do you want someone that's going to do things for you? Or do you want someone that's going to create you into the person and the thing that you have it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You're essentially, you're creating these people to have the skill set to be mm-hmm. more than they are, right? You're not just looking to say, well, I'll do it for you. And whatever happens to you afterwards, whatever. Like, no, I'm going to do this with you. And when we're done, if you really follow these steps, you will be self-sufficient no matter what. If you want to continue fishing with me, we can fish forever. We'll fish for as long as you like. But after I leave, guess what? You'll still know how to fish. That's right. That's important. That's right. That's, that's my responsibility is to make sure that you're educated. And, um, you know, I leave, the con- I leave your condition in a better condition prior to my arrival. Like, that's, that's what I really try to do. Like, Everywhere I go, every person I meet is, can I leave you in a better state prior to when we spoke? And that's, that's really how I think. That's spot on, man. That's ethical. And like, honestly, like we didn't even dive into any questions on like the technicals. I mean, we went through that in clubhouse over the weekend and you, I mean, after everything you said, I was actually taking notes when you were talking this weekend, which like, I haven't been doing (laughs) that for a lot of people on clubhouse, but like you started going, I was like, oh my, like, where's the notebook? Like just, where's the notebook, man? We need to talk. (laughs) Seriously. And um, I love it. You know, so I'm, I don't want to eat up too much more of your time, but I do have two final questions for you, right? And Let's these questions are like some of my favorite questions I always ask folks, right? So I know you said you did a lot of investing in yourself, right? And in your mindset, what are two books that you read that were just complete paradigm shifts and try and keep it at two because it's easy to list off like a thousand, like I know I can as well, but you know, two books that really it stretched your mind and your mind never quite snapped back. Yeah. There's a book uh, called science of survival that I read. It's uh, it's by L Ron Hubbard. It's a Scientology book. I'm a Scientologist. Um, but the thing that I really loved about that book that stretched my mind was uh, it helped me understand people, behavior patterns, how to predict behavior and why people act the way they act and where's that coming from and just based on how somebody communicates with you you could understand what they're going to be like as a person which is crazy i mean it's just and i need that for sales because we work with people and also i need it for myself so i can better understand that book really uh, you need a dictionary when you read it because it's pretty intense and it's pretty thick but it really if you're interested in wanting to know people better so that you can help them more that just completely changed my entire uh, viewpoint on interacting with others and, and really, you know, being able to make a difference for them. That was huge. That was huge. Um, and then the second book that I was like, wow, that really changed my thinking. I got to think about that one. 
I would say just think and grow rich because that was one of the first, that was definitely one of the first, that was the first self-development book I ever read. And I know a lot of people say that. And, and it's it's a really, if you haven't read it, you should. And I'm pretty sure everybody has, but the, he was just so spot on in, in exposing your mind to the potentials of what could exist as far as success. And, and when I, and that was like, and we didn't really touch on that, but where my journey really started was that was the first book I saw by accident um, on, on a floor in my friend's house. Cause I remember one day I was like, man, there's gotta, somebody had to have gone through this and figured this out. Like I need to know. And it was there. And I, something just said, read it. And I read it. And I was like, dude, this is changed my whole viewpoint. And it was, it was a start for me to really see what I was missing out on and what I needed to correct. And so I definitely hold that as like one of the top ones because it, it just opened up the viewpoint of, Oh, there's business. Oh, there's success. There's things that you can actually do to get this. So, I mean, and that's probably a little cliche. A lot of people probably t say that one, but that is the truth for me. Like it was a great, it was the first one after having no guidance. That was the one. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely hear you, actually. That book was like the one that I, as I read it for the first time, I was just convinced, like, I needed to go tell the world because apparently, like, people don't know this. Like, it was like, because, like, if people knew this, the world would be so different, right? Like, that's true. Like, that was like the feeling I had where I was like, what the hell? Like, why was this hiding this entire time? Like, yeah. is this the only copy of the book out there? Like, or is every other copy burned? And I just found the last one in Barnes and Noble. Like, the <laughs> that's right. The, like it was just mind blowing. Well, I'm yeah. definitely gonna have to look at the science of survival too, because that's great big, book, man. right. Being able to understand people because business is people. I don't care what business someone does. Business is people. Cause without the other person on the other side, there is no transaction. There's no exchange of value. So being able to understand them, read them and figure out who you can be to them, who they can be to you. And if you would be a good match and a good fit, that's key. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the final question I have for you, and this is one of my favorite questions, you know, let's imagine tomorrow you wake up, right? And when you wake up, you know, you're in your house, you're in your condo and mm -hmm. you have no memories, right? It's gone. Like you're wiped clean. You don't remember anything. You don't remember the childhood. You don't remember, you know, Mexico. You don't remember Trinidad. You don't remember New York. You don't remember California, uh, not California, Miami. You don't remember any of it, right? You do feel safe when you wake up. So you know you're not in a dangerous place, but you're just blank. However, there's one piece of like knowledge in your mind. There's like one little golden nugget. And for whatever reason, you completely accept it as fact. You don't question it and you just begin working with that piece of knowledge. What would you want that one little nugget to be? <laughs> that's huge. That's a, that's a really intense question. The one piece of, for what purpose, like anything or just what, like, I'm yeah, I mean, a little you're, more you're about to rebuild, like you're waking up tomorrow. And essentially, I guess like from now, you know, before you go to sleep now, you know, tomorrow, you're going to have to rebuild knowing nothing that, you know, currently. Okay. Yeah. I would just say communication is everything. And that's big. That's big. Think about that one for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> communication is everything because nothing can happen without it and so it's just if you you know and I, I picked that because you know in order to you and I met because I communicated and we communicated my business exists because I communicate 
You know, I've got a, I got an amazing girl in my life because I communicated. I got a great staff because I communicated. We communicate like, and I promote, which is communication. So communication is everything. Dang, dude. I have a feeling <laughs> that I honestly, I have a feeling that you're like me where like, there's only a few things that ever get you upset. And one of them is miscommunication. Oh, I hate it. I'm right? always like, what is happening? Like, we got to sort this out. Like, what is this? <laughs> Man, Robert, honestly, brother, like some amazing answers you dropped nothing but value for just like an hour straight i seriously want people to listen to this and re-listen to this and re-listen to this because it was felt right it was genuine i truly felt that where you were coming from it's in a place where you want people to be better right you truly do want to leave people better than how you find them so i think mm -hmm. a lot of people will be left better after listening to this episode for anybody that wants to get in contact with you, right? For anyone that wants to either just follow you on social media or mm. work with you, where can mm. they find you? Yeah, I mean, just at Robert Sislo Jr. And uh, I respond to everyone. So just shoot me a message, whatever. I will contact you. We'll have a conversation. You can also email me, robert at sislowventures.com or you can go to my website, sislowventures.com as well. Awesome. So guys, I'm going to have all of that down in the description. You'll be able to find him super easily. One click of a button and definitely reach out to him. You know, if you want to work with him, I highly like, I haven't even, I can't say like I recommend him from a place of experience if I've used him, but just from this conversation and just getting the vibe and the feel of who he is and then going on his website and seeing the content that he has there, I highly recommend him, right? Because it's excellent. It's well put together and knowing that you're the mind behind everything there at Cicelo Ventures, I like give that a stamp of approval. And I truly do appreciate you coming on today, man. Like you, you dropped a lot of knowledge for them. And also for me, I felt like I connected with somebody that thinks like right now, you're probably like in the top 10 people I've met that think very, very similar to me, which is like super cool. Cause I don't get That's to meet awesome. that often. So I do appreciate knowing that you're out there. Yeah, man. Well, thank you very much. And it was my honor to be here and look forward to connecting with you more in the future. Absolutely. All right, guys, hopefully you enjoyed that. Wow, what an episode. I cannot believe Robert's story. I mean, holy cow, that went so deep. Seriously, I honestly believe everybody needs to go back, listen to that again. And then if you ever want to work with somebody in marketing, advertising, content creation, and you don't think of Robert or you don't hit up Robert, you are doing yourself a disservice. I mean, the ethics on this guy, it's unreal. It's unimaginable. He will help you get to where you need to go. And he will truly be there as a solution provider, somebody that really wants to see you grow and also make sure that your customers are growing and that they're satisfied. I mean, Seriously, I think I'm going to have to have him back on for a second episode where we actually go into the tactics of what he does in advertising, but I'm so happy that you're able to understand his mindset today. Guys, make sure, please, if you received any value at all from this episode, I need you to share this because I want these to go far and wide. I want people to start changing the way they think. And that only starts when we are able to be introduced to new information. You can be a part of that by taking this content and passing it on to a friend, passing it on to a relative, thinking about somebody that you know 
needs to hear this and making sure that they get it directly from you. Don't just let them wander into it whenever they find it. You need to actually take out your phone, do a little bit of work and send it over to them. I appreciate that so much. And please hit us up in the DMs. We respond to everything. I want to hear what your favorite takeaway was from this episode and tag me on social media. I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. Remember, it's at Mindset Marlin, and have a great day. I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating on my time spent, letting us know. Billion dollar, billion dollar.